thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Real Talk with Adriana. I have with me today Matt Gordon, who is the intern at the City of Brush. First of all, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it tremendously. Thank you so much for having me. So I have a couple questions for you. Um, first off, um, tell us a little bit about you and what you do at the city. Great question. Um, so uh, as we just discussed a second ago, my name is Matt. Uh, I am a best and brightest graduate intern for the City of Brush. The Best and Brightest program is a collaborative program between the University of Colorado Denver, um, the uh, um, City of Brush, and the Colorado Department of Local Affairs. What they do is they take graduate students who are going to be finishing their degrees in uh, political science and public administration and then allows them to interview and be placed into municipalities to learn about local government. So in, I want to say October of 2018, I interviewed for seven cities and um, was picked, and I also picked Brush to move out here. It was so outside of my experience. I'd actually had never been past Brighton until I did the interview with Brush, um, hmm. having grown up in Castle Rock. It's been a long, a long time in Colorado. I just never got out to the plains. Um, so what I do at the city, it's a mixed bag. I think the best way to, to, to describe it is uh, a sort of special projects manager, but then okay. also it's a learning program since it's it's in partnership with the University of Colorado. So I get the opportunity to attend a lot of conferences, seminars, workshops uh, to learn about every facet of municipal government. Mm -hmm. yeah. So out of all the seven cities, what made you want to come to Brush? Um, the exclamation point. No, um, <laughs> I love the exclamation point. I what I what I was going through at the time it was more personal stuff. I won't get too into it, but the most important thing was I wanted to try something completely outside of my experience. Uh, the other cities that I interviewed for were like Front Range, um, Mountain Communities, uh, some near the Springs. And growing up in Castle Rock again, it's like I don't really want to go to the same place that I've already been. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I came out and did the interview for Brush, I mean, not only was the like the agriculture and farming community like nothing I had ever experienced before. All the people were different than I had experienced. <laughs> and so I got to interview with Melody Christensen, the executive okay. director at the chamber, interview with Loranda Packard, the new city clerk, um, who was the HR director at the time, mm -hmm. interviewed with the former assistant city administrator, uh, Karen Schmink. Uh, she left, I want to say like three days after I got hired. Oh, God. Um, but uh, all of those people just really sold brush to me. And then when I did research on my own, uh, I found out that Brush had the, I don't know if it's the world's largest or the country's largest amateur rodeo. I don't know anything about rodeo. <laughs> I've never been involved in any rodeos, but what I thought was, oh my goodness, how cool would it be to see from the inside what it's like to put on a rodeo? And it's pretty cool. It was amazing. They even let me, and I did it badly, sing um, Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA to open up the rodeo. And I was a full <laughs> two measures behind from the song because I couldn't hear it. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. So. That's fun. Yeah. That, that would actually be really fun to do. It was a blast. Well, and I'm a performer, so anytime I get a chance to sing or play music, I'm all in, always. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. So right along with that, I know you were um, a big part of the HGTV Hometown Tankover Sweepstakes entry. Um, tell us a little bit about that. 
yeah, that was, I'll, I'm going to officially say my real opinion on it because I hope Willow hears this at some <laughs> point because she can vouch for this. I actually said I didn't want to have anything to do with it uh, because yeah. I thought it was going to be way too much work to pull off in like a week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we s- just started texting more often and Willow and Melody just stayed so positive and excited about it that they swayed me. And so I just bought in. Uh, the day that we did all the filming, it was Willow and I. Willow spent way too much money on a bunch of camera equipment to go out and film a bunch of places around Brush. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we didn't even put it together like a storyboard or anything. We just mm-hmm. started brainstorming ideas back and forth and went and hit the town and started filming stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing just street shots of downtown buildings and dilapidated buildings, um, visiting houses that uh, would need work, uh, mm-hmm. older homes especially, um, hopefully homes that will be historically designated in the future, um, and and trying to compile as much footage as we could so we could send it off to Willow's brother, Sage, to sort of make sense of everything and turn okay. it into a cohesive video. And to top it all off, the, the big crowning goal of the video was to put together that weird exclamation point, human exclamation point project. Mm-hmm. I was doing research randomly, and I'm all about doing weird, creative things, and I found a a random Guinness Book of World Record record for the world's largest human exclamation point. I believe it was in Argentina or Chile, Mm -hmm. and it was with like 900 people (laughs) got together and did this. We didn't get 900. We got about 140, but we did it on two days' notice. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of people came out, and we were able to put together that drone photo. That was um, our drone photographer, um, Carlo. He's uh, Dan Scalisi, one of the councilmen's uh, Mm -hmm. uh, son, and came out and did the work for free for us, which was just like (sighs) saving the day. So big shout-out to Sage, uh, Willow's brother, for doing the video editing work big shout out to carlo for doing the drone stuff and a huge shout out to um, melody and willow for just being positive forces of nature to keep stuff going see that exclamation point thing i think i think we can beat them if we do it like during like the Oktoberfest or something oh, when we already have that many people out there yeah and just say hey during this time everybody come stand here and we could totally beat them we and get somebody to do like a drone picture and put that as like our on our side or something that would be like the coolest thing we've been planning it uh because i have vowed that i want to break the record this year uh the trick is and i didn't know this until i started researching this to do a guinness book of world record record um you have to have a official guinness book of world record person come out and verify the record okay fortunately you have to pay this person Ouch. yeah and so that complicates things. It's not crazy amounts, but to have the record be publicized at the level that I was hoping it would be at, mm-hmm. we have to pay these people to verify the record. So w- the plan that I'm shooting for is to have the Guinness Book of World Record guy come out sometime in the summertime. The Oktoberfest idea is a phenomenal idea. And just organize everybody into the photo in about an hour, have them verify, and then they present you with an official like placard mm-hmm. of now holding the record for the world's largest exclamation point. So I figured we'd probably put that up in the chamber somewhere and have mm-hmm. it where everybody and businesses and all that could see it and say the city's now a world record holder. That would be cool. <laughs> and you could even honestly get like businesses say, hey, help us. You know, if it's cost, say, hey, help us get this record and make Brush even more known. Yeah. Like, people would... 
That would I think they would jump on it. You know, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to start. Um, I don't know exactly when publicizing for all that's going to start coming together, but since we only did the two day notice for the last one, I really would like to have a month or two to kind of get it on people's mm-hmm. radar. The, the biggest problem that I, I found in not not that we didn't pull it off, we pulled it off was trying to explain to people what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. The vision doesn't make a lot of sense when you say we're going to make a giant human exclamation point. So it's like you're you're just going to stand mm-hmm. there as a single person, and they're going to take pictures of you. We're going to put a lot of people together. Or are they going to lay down? It was like it was. Mm-hmm. We didn't really explain that, and so when we put it together, it was a lot of winging it mm-hmm. to try and get the image we we were using. But we'll you see know, what the next one. We actually did something similar to that, but it was my third grade year, right after Beaver Valley was built. They had us as kids all stand up outside in the field, and we made a giant toothbrush. Okay. And it was the same year that Oral-B had come out with, like, their fancy new, like, electric toothbrushes. Yeah. So they were promoting them, and they were giving them away. Like, you just had to go in, and they would give your family, like, an electric toothbrush and whatnot. And the kids at the school, they got all of us to line up and make a giant toothbrush. That's hilarious. It was... Not gonna say how long ago it was, but it was, it was a long time ago. Do you have but the photo that was somewhere? really cool. I believe Beaver Valley has it somewhere. I, I want to see that photo so bad. It's probably somewhere in one of their hallways because I remember it was right after they built it. It was it was the coolest thing. I was like, oh my god, this is cool. Did you make a like a traditional toothbrush or was it? I know this is a dumb question, but <laughs> no, or a mechanical it, toothbrush or like what was no, it? No, they made like a full like older style toothbrush. How many people were in this? It was like. The, the school, entire school, like the school. Oh it my was, goodness. It was the craziest thing. Like, I don't think anybody had ever heard of it before, but yeah. it was like, I mean, I was like nine. So it was like, oh, cool. I'm going to be, you know, in a picture of a toothbrush. And, you know, we didn't know, but <laughs> it was fun. You should try to go to Beer Valley or see if, see if they have it. I'm sure either them or the, I want to say it was probably in the newspaper. So they might have it in Ooh, like their archive old archives or something. Yeah. Or something. It would have been... Like ninety eight ish, ninety six ish, oh, somewhere wow. around there. Ninety eight. <laughs> I was eight. I know it was. It was a while ago. Ninety eight. My goodness. So it's probably somewhere in there. Now I'm just thinking about Nintendo sixty four, Mountain Dew, Sega, yeah. Super Nintendo. Eat, oh eating yeah, eating pizza with my boys. <laughs> that's that's true. That was that was good times. You days. know when you still had to. You know, get up to turn the channel on the TV, and you yes. couldn't skip through the commercials. Good times. Oh man, I could riff on this for so long. Um, my parents had an entertainment center uh, of it. It was like an old CRT TV, just <laughs> enormous. Um, and then it had built into it these two huge speakers on the side. The thing weighed like a thousand pounds. I've you had one you of seen those? those yeah, I had one. And so like it's weird to come to the the modern era. I have like a, a four pound smart TV that connects to the internet and is this thin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, I remember growing up like not even a few years ago having just enormous TVs, huge mm-hmm. cell phones, giant computers, and all these different things. It's just amazing how much things have changed. My first TV when I moved out was one of those big, giant... Oh, like a projection? Wooden ones. It was like, <laughs> you know, like those big wood ones that you had like five people that yeah. you needed to carry. Yeah, that was my very first TV. And now wow. these people's TVs are like, you know, little two-pound sucker. Yeah, an Amazon delivery. <laughs> you have no idea how good you have it. Yep. The struggle. That's struggle so was real, you know, but <laughs> good good times, though. <laughs> Makes us value. Yeah, absolutely. It. A lot easier now. Definitely nostalgia wise. Yeah. It was cool stuff. So, is there any happenings at the city that you would like to share? (laughs) Uh, I don't really know what's going on at the city. (laughs) I'm messing around. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm going to tell the story I already told you and how I screwed this up last time because I think it's really important to show that people can change and evolve. Yes. Uh, I got a chance to do an interview um, with B106 at the Queen Lounge with Michelle, and she asked me a question, and I didn't prepare any notes. So this time around... I prepared prepared. notes to talk about things that are going on at the city so I don't look like an idiot. Uh, (laughs) We got some big projects in the works. We also have some events coming up, so I'll talk a little bit about both. Uh, CDOT's doing a big project on 76. Now, I'll emphasize, I'm not going to talk about a ton of really big specifics (laughs) on all these things, but just general awareness of what's going on. Working on improving the highway. So, you know, all potholes and all that stuff that's been going on for a long time through Brush. Mm -hmm. They're going to fix a lot of that. So that's positive. Um, We received a grant funding for um, sidewalk improvements on uh, um, 76 Business. Everybody calls it something different. I always call it 76 Business, but... 34, 34, Edison, yeah, that, that main th- one, the that only road. one that has the stoplight. Yes, <laughs> that, Colorado. that road um, <laughs> is going to have improvements to sidewalks. There's been, a, I don't know if you've seen this, um, and it's it's kind of a bummer. Now, kind of no, it's a real bummer. Um, folks using like wheelchairs and stuff, mm-hmm. and they have to go on the road because the sidewalks aren't big enough, or they dip too far and they would tip over and that. stuff like that. And I gotta say, like that's. That's scary. That is terrifying for those people. Oh, and, yeah. and I can't imagine, you know, you're, especially if you have to do it every day to get to like, mm-hmm. your job or your grocery store or whatever. It's too much. So we're trying to address that. I'm really excited to get that um, that project rolling. We got the big uh, Westwood housing development. I know the numbers have kind of bounced around everywhere from 400 to 360. Uh, just focus on like about 350 housing um, units coming in, single family, multifamily um three and four plex townhomes as well as apartments uh still in the negotiation phases so it's it's still still being worked on but it's definitely moving forward which is just awesome uh in addition to the hgtv uh competition um we also are jumping into another competition um with a company or i think it's a non-profit independent we stand and they're in they're in in partnership with still okay s-t-i-h-l the tool company okay mm-hmm. um on giving $25,000 to a Main Street community. Brush is a graduate mm-hmm. Main Street community, and mm-hmm. so we uh, submitted an application for that $25,000. But the big rub with this thing is, unlike the HGTV application where it just goes off into TV production hell and mm-hmm. people review it and something happens eventually, right. is this is a competition that allows citizens to vote on which winners they'd like to see receive the money. Oh, wow. So over the next month or so, we're going to be uh, rolling out a marketing campaign to all the city of Brush to get mm-hmm. people to vote for us, so that way when they go through the review process, in addition to the review of professional people in TV, they'll also Mm -hmm. look at the public vote and see if that's something that would work. Very cool. So everybody keep an eye on the City of Brush and City of Brush Recreation, all the City of Brush pages so you can be on the lookout for the post so you guys can cast your vote and help fix and help contribute to the fixing of our downtown area. We're working hard on it. This I know the Chamber's committing um, significant resources this year, both labor-wise and just brainstorming brain power uh, to solving the issues going on in downtown, dilapidated buildings, vacancies, selling properties. I mean, it's it's going to be a Herculean task to, to really bring that downtown back to its former glory, but I know everybody who's working on it is working really hard. So awesome. We're going to keep it up. Um, couple more things uh, I'm working on. In the past, Tyler Purvis uh, with Tyler Gone. We miss you, Tyler. Ah, 
Uh, but I'm working on the newsletter, uh, the quarterly okay. newsletter that'll go out that's going to have some information related to some of these projects as well as some Parks and Rec stuff going on and all sorts of other stuff. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be delivering those door to door in the third or fourth week of March. Okay. Uh, we're swearing in our new city attorney. I'm embarrassed. I don't remember his name. Um, we're getting water lines installed uh, and the campground. If you're interested in camping, uh, we just got a new kiosk installed. So you don't have to go to City Hall and interact with people to camp. <laughs> How great is that? Um, and our new rates are uh, on that kiosk as well. Okay. Uh, so you can, if you want to go out there, anybody, and just have a relaxing camping evening, you could do it with kiosk and not talk to a single other human, which sounds awesome to me. Some days it is. Right? Uh <laughs> Last two things, we got the St. Patty's 5K coming up, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, entertainment's going to be there, the, all those who wander guys uh, doing some Irish okay. tunes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Green beer, the standard, you know yeah, how it goes. Cool. Um, I forgot to write the date for that, so obviously that's really helpful. Um, and then last and certainly not least, there's so many other things going on in terms of projects. Uh, Lance and I are in the process of working on doing an open mic night at the golf course and getting talented musicians to come out and hang out and play some tunes. Look for that to come around in May or June. That is really cool. Yeah. That's that's everything I wrote. There's more than that. But I don't remember anything I didn't write. So, so for other details, make sure you guys are staying up to date with the City of Brush website and their Facebook pages so you can make sure you don't miss any of the cool events. Mm -hmm. So now a couple more questions to get to know you uh -oh. on a personal level. What is your favorite movie and why? You know what I love? It's the easiest question, not because it's an easy question, but because I know the answer for me. <laughs> uh, my favorite movie of all time is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, huh. I'm a huge fan of Tim Burton's quirkiness and creativity. I love claymation, especially the old school claymation where it was done by hand instead of mm -hmm. the CGI stuff nowadays. Danny Elfman, um, I, I believe, is a music supervisor and producer on all the songs mm -hmm. i mean this is halloween this is halloween 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 i mean i can get down <laughs> on that all day uh, i know all the words to every song i know the script like the back of my hand i, I just it connected with me when i was a kid and i kept getting older and older and kept watching There's just it. something about it yeah i just can't, i just love it it's every and it's what's funny it's short mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize that it's not really a a full feature film mm -hmm. I think it's only an hour and 11 minutes long something like that yeah um, but just every minute of it is captivating for me hmm. I, I love that film that's cool yeah so an another question about you um, what or who is the person in your life that most inspires you wow well I, that's a lot harder than favorite movie uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a few is it okay if I name yeah. a few um, well, first and foremost, uh, my parents, my dad and my mom, Kevin and Linda Gordon, I try and shout them out as often as I can because I don't feel like I'd be even a quarter of the person I am if they didn't help me along in everything I've ever pursued. Um, I look at just the the helpfulness, the caring, the love, all those things that they offer me, man, if I can give that to just even a little bit to another person, I'm hitting it out of the park. So I love my parents to death. In terms of professional people, I have been absolutely in love with Carl Sagan since okay. I was a little kid. He's a prominent astrophysicist. He passed away in the 90s. Um, you'd probably know him if you if you did uh, from his show um, Cosmo, Cosmos. Uh, came out in the 70s. Neil deGrasse Tyson did a redo of it in, okay. on Fox. But he talks about astrophysics, the nature of reality. Um, I, I'm So I'm a funny, outgoing, weird guy that everybody sees on a day-to-day -day basis. But when I'm alone, 
I'm pensive, philosophical. I love diving into the mysteries of the universe and understanding what I've we... got a show for you then. Oh, great. Perfect. The Age of AI on YouTube. I'm writing it down as Look we speak. Look it up. It's um, Robert Downey Jr., um, ah. Iron Man. He's, they have a YouTube series called The Age of AI. It's so cool. Awesome. It just talks about all the different things they're doing with AI. It's super, super, super interesting. I'm definitely going to check I it out. I love it. I love... Um, I, I absolutely just love... Um, Anything sci-fi, futurist, technological, I'm mm-hmm. all about it. Uh, I'd say lastly, because I probably have more inspirational figures than just these people, <laughs> but I don't want to talk about them forever, uh, is um, I, I really like writing. So I'm a musician. I'm a writer, a playwright. Uh, so I, I've just kind of my, my fingers mm-hmm. in a little bit of everything entertainment, but I'm a huge fan of literature. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite authors, his name is Albert Camus. Um, it's uh, C-A-M-U-S. He, he wrote a book as a French writer in, I think it was the 30s or 40s, called uh, The Myth of Sisyphus. Uh, I had spent a long time in my younger years grappling with my religious identity, my faith identity, mm-hmm. what I wanted out of life and the meaning of life to me. And when I read The Myth of Sisyphus, I've never read something that was exactly what I was thinking before hmm. and connect with it right away. And when I read what he was writing, I just... I knew that's what I was thinking. Um, cool. I won't get too deep into what it was about, but I because I want people to read the book. That's mm-hmm. really what it I is. I may actually go learn too. Um, I, I own it if you'd like to borrow it. Uh, <laughs> but the the book was just one of those where it transformed my perspective on what writing could do for people. And so, okay. as an example, I generally speaking write comedy. But mm-hmm. what Albert Camus did was take really really heavy philosophical topics and put them into amazing narratives that were also comical at times. Okay, I love that. Because mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. So, I, as an example, well, a lot of times some of those topics are kind of they're kind of deep. Yeah, and a little overwhelming. He's he's mostly interested in, and this is going to get kind of heavy, um, is philosophical suicide. Um, okay. As a human being who's faced with reality, who's faced with the the crazy largeness of our universe, mm-hmm. we have a decision every single day to live or die. Right. Every single day, we have the personal choice, and and it was his philosophy that questioned that heavily. Like, what does it mean to live? Mm-hmm. And what is it going going to mean to live? So as an offshoot of, uh, man, I could really dork it up. As an offshoot <laughs> of uh, existentialism and nihilism, he sort of created his own path called absurdism. And I I couldn't more identify with the philosophy than hmm. what Albert Camus has written. That's Ooh, cool. heavy. Yeah, sorry. No, that's cool, though. <laughs> I think, you know, whatever it is, for some people it's religion, for some people it's, you know, meditation, for some people it's something else. Whatever you find. Yeah. That works for you, I think that's great. Thanks, yeah. You know, some people it's existential. Some, you know, it's it's whatever. As long as it makes you happy, I think it's great. It helps me understand too. Mm-hmm. It's like the I think a lot of people deal with like that existential angst oh, where day to day life is you you do your stuff you yeah. you work you pay your bills and all that but like your meaning the, who am I yes is so much deeper than yes that. and and it's I think it's important to to look at that more often than just like a. A random fleeting thought is yeah. really identifying who you are and what you That's want to cool. do. Yeah. Well, I think I'm definitely going to look into Carl Camus. Oh, oh, Carl Sagan and Albert Camus. Carl Sagan. Then That's okay. You're going to love them both. I had them in there. You're it right. works. <laughs> <laughs> I got it written down, so we're we're good. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate you coming in. Appreciate getting to know you a little bit more. Thank you. Yeah, for having me. This is awesome. Well, thank you. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. If you haven't already, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of my future episodes. 
Also, if you enjoyed the content, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to send me any questions you have real estate related using the hashtag AskAdrianaO. And I'll be sure to find time to answer them on one of my future podcasts. Thanks again, guys, and I hope you have a wonderful day.